the world around us is full of false choices. That temptation to be us versus them. For or against. In or out. But what does it really look like for followers of Jesus to engage in the messiness of life? The gray issues of faith. To truly allow our lives to conform to the gospel. Join us as we try to figure it out. We are the Brian and Janelle Podcast. Joining us live is Dr. Samuel Naman, and he is uh, author and professor at Moody Bible Institute. Welcome to the show, Doc. Thank you. Now, I know you have a book out called God of the Impossible, Stories of Hope from the Muslim World. Before we get to some inspiring stories, because we love a good story around here. Sure. Why is that something you care about? Well, I co- uh, actually, it's a book by uh, Reverend Stefano Fair and myself, uh, my dear brother from Germany, uh, who serves as uh, president of Call of Hope. So we both uh, co-authored uh, this book. Um, we have been in ministry for decades, actually. A little bit about Call of Hope. It's a, it's a German mission serving among the Muslims for, for over 100 years, and they minister only through the nationals. So... Our passion is to bring Christ to the Muslims in the Muslim world. My father was a Muslim who came to Christ uh, in Pakistan. Mm. I was born and raised in a convert's home. Uh, So it has been a lifelong journey for us to minister among Muslims. And in this book, uh, we allowed or we wanted our brothers and sisters uh, who have come to Christ from Islam to tell their stories in a way that these testimonies, I will say, and stories will challenge our listener in your situation and also the reader. Because a lot of times, Brian, you know, for for years, especially in the U.S. after after 9/11, you know, we have been hearing, well, you know, they are unreachable, and and uh, we we see or we hear so much from the media. But we wanted to remind our our uh, audience that uh, God is the God of impossible, and He is still calling people to Himself through His Word. Can I ask how your father found Jesus in Pakistan? Yeah, long story. Um, his name is GM Naman. Uh, his his testimony is uh, on um, our website, callofhopeus.org, and answering Islam. His first encounter with Christ was through a British Army chaplain in a Second World War, oh. and his second encounter with Christ was when he was almost dying through a blast, when two Christian nurses uh, took care of him above and beyond their normal duty. His third encounter with Christ was uh, when he, uh, along with many Mujahideen in Kashmir, you know, this long time before, when India and Pakistan were divided, mm-hmm. the call for jihad came because uh, Muslims believed in Jammu that that should be part of Pakistan, but when nothing happened, the call for jihad came and, you know, they went on a rampage and killing. So the Mujahideen were there. My, my dad was leading this small uh, group and... Um, they came to a house and a small girl basically saw them with her, her dad and, and her uncle and uh, she begged for the last chance to pray before they were going to kill both her dad and her uncle and take her away. Oh. And the Lord uh, intervened, uh, Brian. Uh, it's an amazing, amazing testimony. 
very similar to Paul's experience on the road to Damascus. I cannot compare my father with Paul, though. I, I just want to clarify that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, oh, he's coming and talking about Paul, and you know, no, not in any way. But the Lord, uh, Janelle, does reach his people. And, you know, uh, it, the question is always for our Western audience. I've been in this country for 25 years, married to a beautiful American lady. And a lot of people say, well, how come they have these visions and dreams? I mean, even, you know, at Moody, I've, I've been here for years. The Lord chooses a way to communicate himself through the means that people will understand. And I think that is the medium that the Muslim world uh, connects with through visions and dreams. But here's the catch. Visions are dream- and dreams are just the starting point. They have to lead a person to the word of God and a Christ follower. Mm. So there's a difference. Why well, I just dreamt about him. Well, I just got hurt. You know, I mean, here all the people, well, God told me, well, can you tell me how God how God spoke to you? You know, so yeah, in that way. And, and there's a long story, but I think that'll be that'll be sufficient. They can go to the website and check it out. <laughs> well, hey, our guest is Dr. Samuel Naman, and when we come back, we're going to hear some of these stories he's heard of encounters with Christ in the Muslim world. You made it to the middle of this episode. Wow, you did it! So. If you made it this far, that probably means you're at least tolerating, if not, dare I say, enjoying what you're hearing. And if that's the case, I'd love to ask you for a favor. We'd love your help spreading the word about the Brian and Janelle podcast. You know, there's such a crowded space in the podcast world, so many different things to listen to and choose from. Would you consider sharing this podcast or maybe even this episode with two of your closest friends? Maybe you'd send a text or a Snapchat, ask your mom to call them. I don't know what you're going to do, but please send them this and tell them why you like our podcast. Helping us spread the word would just be a huge way to support what we're doing. Thanks a lot. Back to the show. With us live, Dr. Samuel Naman. He's a professor from Moody Bible Institute and an author And his most recent book is God of the Impossible, Stories of Hope from the Muslim World. And you know, God writes amazing stories. And I was hoping you could share with us one of your very favorite stories of Jesus reaching into the life of a Muslim person in the Muslim world. I would like to share uh, a testimony of my dear brother, Isaac, from Turkey. I met him years ago, known him. Um, He's a great scholar uh, of the Bible. Um, He was born and raised in a, a, you know, average Muslim home in Turkey, grew up. and uh, studied Islam actually in, in Baghdad. Uh, he was uh, passionate about uh, studying Islam and uh, prepared himself, uh, became, became an imam in a local mosque when he returned. But he always lived a dual life. You know, outwardly he uh, performed all the rituals of a, of a Muslim cleric. But in the evening he can, he, you know, uh, he had a very secular quote-unquote lifestyle. Huh? And that, that really uh, was uh, difficult for him to keep for a long time. Uh, but one day his brother confronted him because I think uh, those days the, the imams uh, used to get a stipend from the government uh, in Turkey. And um, uh, he, this, his brother threatened him that, you know, he should give part of his stipend to him. And he said, why? So anyway, and he said, well, if you don't do it, I'm going to uh, report uh, what you do actually uh, after the, uh, the the whole day's activities in the mosque. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I mean, he got scared because, uh, again, you know, his, his passion was to study and teach, but his personal life was not there. And those days, uh, you know, 
struggle started between Iraq and Iran and 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 all that stuff but there was a very uh, kind of low I mean the the signal was not that good uh, from uh, this uh, Christian radio and on that radio we do remember was Dr. Basam Madni uh, an old friend uh, who served in the Middle East for many years and he just heard the last words of uh, Jesus's encounter with this uh, woman uh, when the when the Pharisees came and they told him well you know uh, tell him uh, they, she has been caught she's an adulteress and she has been caught and Jesus uh, just goes on the ground and he writes something and whoever has no sin should stone her and i think that was uh, the thing that shook him and uh, he said well if if Jesus could forgive uh, a person like that and he has the power to forgive the sins and that has been the story for many converts yeah he can forgive my sin and i think by that time he was totally disillusioned by what was happening in the middle east long story short he said i want a bible well in those days bible was not available in turkey so you know he uh, was a was a teaching faculty of a of a university and one day he was going and he he encountered this christian muslim dialogue group you know pastors coming from europe and he said okay well i will have a chance to to get the word of god because i want to re- read the bible and uh, he approached this uh, european group uh, and he said you know you're christians i want the bible and the and the pastor said well why do you need the bible you have the quran so you can read the quran and you know everything you have is in quran he said well i not not so i teach quran but i want to read the bible and uh, i think that was really shocking for him uh, to see a christian kind of promoting promoting quran yeah but anyway that led his search and um, he found the bible and uh, he started reading it through some ways he got a leaflet and, and a booklet uh, by call of hope uh, in his own language in arabic uh, and that started his journey he started the correspondence he gave his life to christ and uh, the rest is history by god's grace so I think his testimony really clearly demonstrate how important it is for us to stick on the word of God the Bible. Yeah. Uh not getting you know diverted uh or getting detours or distracted by other aspects. You know, and what I'm always struck by when I hear conversion stories of Muslim people that is, you know, here in the states if you change your religion, it's just sure. not that big of a deal. What yeah. was the cost for him as an imam when he Well, I mean, Christ? you know, he he basically had to leave. I mean, basically, Brian, that's the story of everyone. Every person who comes to Christ, some some are accommodated, I will say, tolerated or oh, after many years. But he basically had to start his life uh, from scratch, you know, and uh he later on moved to Europe and uh, has been part of the mission for for many many years. A dear brother of the Lord, scholar actually. Uh he knows the word of God and uh Bible and the Quran. And I personally, you know, uh, if I have any question, I, I send him an email. What do you think? Before I start my own research, uh, <laughs> usually he has written something about it, and you know, a lot of stuff. But but again, humility, and I think he his he is always pointing to the Word of God, the Bible, and uh, it is it is precious. It's very sweet. Yeah. What What do you think we as as Western followers of Christ could learn from someone uh, where, where the cost is that high? To follow Jesus, we, we you know we we have access to so much material of the early church, early church history, Brian. You know, and we are not different. I mean, m- Muslims who are coming to Christ are not that different than the early church. Mm-hmm. And I I always remind people that it is probably helpful for us to go back and study the Book of Acts 
in the context of, of uh, church history and see how much they suffer. I mean, these are underground people for 300 years before Constantine. You know, no one knew about it. I mean, they used to draw this uh, sign of ichthus, fish, right, on the ground. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine a place or, a, or, you know, that you're not even able to to express yourself or tell your name? And it is not only for one day, probably generation after generation. People were like that. But yet, by God's grace, the gospel was flourished and people flourished and people came to Christ in and through this persecution. So my message for my Western audience is that let's not give up hope. We Our history is full of pain and suffering for the Lord Jesus. And he has been faithful and he will always be sovereign and faithful. And he alone will sustain us, nothing else. Hmm. And well, and, and you know, on, on top of that, I often see here in the States as we experience more more difficulty for being Christians. Sure. With anger as a response. Yes. What's the what's the response you see from from Muslim converts around the world? They get angry. Humility, uh, uh, Brian. Humility, patience, perse- perseverance. Looking at the cross, understanding the message of cross, focusing on the words of cross. Father, forgive them, as our Lord Jesus said. Father, forgive them because they may they don't know what they are doing. I'm paraphrasing that aspect. I think that is the beauty that we that we see: patience, perseverance, faithfulness in, in persecution, and very strong emphasis uh, on the word of God. Because Brian, after everything is said and done. I believe that the word of God alone sustains us. You know, my younger brother was shot by a Muslim extremist, 1990. Oh. Our family became refugees. So, I mean, one thing that has sustained me, and, and, and don't get me wrong, it's not like I'm always, wow, great. No, I mean, I have my times that I'm, I mean, my students know here at Moody, you know, there are times I just broke down, you know, yeah. break down in classes. Because when you connect with some pain or something comes up from Asia, Middle East or whatever, of 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 uh, of a person persecution martyrdom. I mean, it shakes you, right? Anything that happens, it shakes you. It takes you back. But I will say that for me personally, and probably uh, for many people, it's the word of God and the fellowship of believers, if at all it's possible. Hmm. So what? So what, why aren't you angry about what happened to your brother? Shouldn't you be out there going, uh, "Let's Muslim extremists, well, let's get them. We got to get them." But em. that's that, that's a very good question, Brian. My father, who himself was uh, an extremist. He preached on forgiveness on the funeral of my brother. I was not a, I was not a, uh, be able to dare. I was in uh, South Korea. I could not go back. But he preached on forgiveness, Brian, and he said, I forgive the people who shot my son. Now think about it. Uh. A person who killed Hindus by his own hands is preaching on forgiveness. And he said, if I cannot forgive, I have been a fake Christian for the past 30 plus years. And people were shocked. You know, how can, and in our context, is eye for an eye, Tooth for a tooth, you know, Old Testament laws in Islamic nation. But he said, no, I preach on forgiveness. I forgive the people who shot. And uh, that has been my pattern. You know, uh, you have to forgive. You know, unforgiveness leads us to bitterness and bitterness leads to sin. And quoting uh, a messianic believer, uh, sin is not acceptable to God. Yeah, it's that transformative power of following Jesus. That, that you begin to exemplify those things that seem sure. impossible. To, Absolutely. to forgive what seems to be unforgivable, yeah. to have humility and patience and love totally. when the world gets angry. I, th- I think that yeah. is a convicting thing. We're so grateful for that 
Again, we've already had a text asking, what's his name? I love this guy. Do- <laughs> Dr. Samuel Naman, and he is a professor at Moody Bible Institute and also author of a book where you can hear many stories like this. He's sure. co-author of it. It's called yeah. God of the Impossible, Stories of Hope from the Muslim World. Again, God of the Impossible. You, you can get it wherever you get your books and such. Yes. Again, God of the Impossible. It's on Amazon and everywhere or Moody Publishers. Again, thank you so much for your time and your thank expertise you. and your love for Jesus, Doc. We really thank appreciate you, it. Thank you, Ryan. And Janelle, thank mm-hmm. you so much. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode. Don't forget, if you like what you hear on a weekly basis, we'd be grateful for your ratings and reviews wherever you listen. And also subscribe so you get the latest episodes. Follow us wherever you are on social media and search for us online. We're at brianandjanelle.org. Don't miss our weekday morning show with conversations just like this. You can listen on the Moody Radio mobile app or again at our website, brianandjanelle.org. Special thanks to the talented team of individuals who tirelessly put together this podcast every week, Josue Villa, Mike Reynolds, and Ron Eastwood. The Brian and Janelle podcast is a production of WCRF Moody Radio Cleveland. Until next time, we're Brian and Janelle.